world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince. This is my partner in truth, my partner in funnies, my partner in figuring out what the hell's going on, Andrea. Good morning, Andrea. How you doing? It's November 16th. Good morning. Good morning. I am well, a little tired, but that's, you know, pretty normal for, you know, me, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so, I'm with yeah. you. Crazy night last night was a little bit disappointing how my mind was racing through all the stuff that we're going through. And, you know, I came to a conclusion. Okay. What's that? And it goes along perfectly with the title of our show today, Tuning Out the Noise. Yeah. And that's this. Regardless of what happens in our country, we don't have any control over it. That's obvious. And we just need to learn to live our lives and, you know, do what's best for us. I'm like, none of this... That's gone on and has happened over the past week. But disappointing. It's going to affect my life. I mean, obviously it does. But it doesn't stop me from doing what I was going to do anyway. It doesn't change any of my plans. And so I'm going to just move on with my life. And I'm going to do what's best for me and my family. I'm still going to work on, you know, building a self-sustainable lifestyle and I'm still going to try to keep getting my health in better order. I'm still going to raise my kid. I'm still going to homeschool him. But like none of that changes. There's no reason for our life to fundamentally change. And even if my husband were to lose his job tomorrow and the economy crashes and stuff, I can still do all those things. 
you know, it might be a little tougher to do, but the self-sustainable part would come along a lot faster. <laughs> right. right? Um, you know, so there's, I think the need for that normalcy and you do have to, in a way, tune out all the noise, you know, what Trump does or doesn't do, that doesn't really affect my life. If he wants to run for president in 24, go ahead. We all know that the likelihood of him, you know, actually getting elected through a fair and honest election is pretty slim at this point. But, you know, who knows? Maybe things will change in the coming two years. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Exactly. There's a lot of time between here and now and then. And I think I think a lot of people are kind of jumping the gun on making decisions now for two years down the road. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm just going to sit back and sort mm -hmm. of watch as things unfold. And we'll go over it on a daily basis as we do and kind of just um, sit back and observe. Because there's no point in stressing so much about things or having expectations on things out of our control and then having emotional reactions to them afterward. I think that a more constructive way of going about things is to observe, look mm -hmm. at the results in the end, not in between because it doesn't matter. And then yeah. um, focusing on ourselves. And that's what really came to shine to me. And I think you're kind of on the same page is I need to work on myself. I need to prepare for the worst case scenario. What if they start World War Three tomorrow? And it looks, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that could happen. And we need to make sure that we are in order, that our families are in order, and that our communities are in order. There's a lot of stuff we could do right here, or right where you are, right where I am, right where you are, right where every listener is, to yeah. more affect their lives more than anything happening in Florida or in D.C. Which, let me get this straight, though. This stuff will affect our lives in the long term. Think about the new world order. Think about all the crazy things they're trying to push down the pipes. But I'll tell you what, the people are awake. We see what's going on. And when we see things that aren't going right, people are going to speak up. It's going to be difficult for them to roll these agendas out. The truth is out there. We've got a Twitter where people are able to speak the truth again. We've got all these decentralized platforms. We've got Rumble with so many creators spreading the truth daily. I think that it is a force to be reckoned with. And yeah. um, it's going to be the number one thing that slows down this crazy ride in hell and uh, wonderland. Hell, hell, wonderland. I'm trying to think of a word. Anyway, um, wonderland hell. Yeah. Well, and even if they do succeed at rolling out their agenda, let's say the worst case scenario happens. Learn to live outside of that system. That's what I'm working on doing is setting up a lifestyle where I can, That's almost, you know, um, yeah. there's no reason why there, there's no reason why I can't live outside of their system, you know? Right. Um, I think the one thing that people need to think about too, when it comes to living outside of that system is their health. That's yes. the one area that I think that is going to be really difficult for a lot of people and cause a lot of people to live within that system is because You've got a, our health system is based on pharmaceutical care. And when you're reliant on pharmaceuticals, they have you in a grip that they can not let go of. Yeah, they could eventually in a weird dystopian world that we're not that far from say, well, if you want 
XYZ, if you want your diabetes medication, for example, we need you to fill out these documents, sign here on the dotted line, and then we need you to get jabbed and do XYZ, or we need to further enslave you in this way or that, right? Yeah. Which is so corrupt and disgusting, and it's uh, Mm -hmm. it's forced slavery. Yep, absolutely. Masked as voluntary slavery. slavery, Exactly. And, you know, the, the thing about it is for a lot of people... Um, there are other options out there. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to say that there's options for or solutions for every problem out there that has. Yeah. But, but a lot of things, you know, um, high blood pressure runs in my family. So that's one thing that um, I've got to work on fixing for myself. And I am, and I know that there are natural alternatives out there to, pharmaceutical medication and understanding that and taking control of my own health lies directly in my hands. I don't need some doctor telling me, well, you need to be on this or you can't get off of this. I can, and I can choose to make lifestyle changes and choices that help me get off of those. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to work for everybody. So don't, don't attack me. Cause I'm, I know. And in those situations, you're going to have to, you know, look at what your options are and understand what direction things need to go for you. Yeah, um, there's think, no reason why you can't get your health in the best order that's possible. And I think having a doctor that understands your point of view on that is important. I'm not going to yeah. go to a doctor who tells me, what I know is possible is impossible just because he has a different idea of what lane he wants me in. I'm going to find a doctor who is somebody like Dr. Mark Sherwood who will look at it from a godly, earthly point of view of naturalness and say, look, actually, this is possible, that's possible, and here's ways that we could actually get you off these drugs safely, and you could live a healthy life, and why don't we monitor it as we do it just to be safe, and not that there's no place for certain drugs, because there's a lot of illnesses and there's a lot of things that are helped by some pharmaceuticals, but I I really believe that 99% of these things, and this is just a number that an ignorant (laughs) average Joe is throwing out there, I think that they're bullshit. Yeah, and I do I too. Think they can I, be avoided. I do too. And I think pharmaceuticals have caused a lot more problems than they've fixed. Um, the side effects, a lot of times, from these pharmaceuticals are far more dangerous than um, the pharmaceuticals themselves or the original disease they were meant to treat. So, but you, I think now is a perfect time to start looking into that, you know, for people who haven't is start taking control of your health and start taking control of your lifestyle and work with your doctor on alternatives so that if things ever roll out in the worst case scenario, you've got options. You're not forced into a system that you don't want to be part of because you have a reliance on something that you can't get away from. And that's, you know, really my only point with that. But having skills, having uh, connections to people who have skills, having something that is usable, because there may come a point in time in all of this where we have a parallel society. And in that parallel society out that is going to live outside of any system that's in place, you're going to need some kind of 
skill set or something that you can contribute to a community, um, whether it's cooking or babysitting or sewing or, you know, planting a garden or animal husbandry, mm-hmm. anything Building. that can contribute. Yeah. Medicine, all I these mean, things, natural medicine. Yeah, exactly. Crap. And that's what, um, that's what we all need to start doing and start looking at is, you know, and, and I'm not saying that that worst case scenario is going to happen. Um, but living your best life should be a top priority anyway, regardless of whatever system is in place, you know, and that has become to me more um, of a priority than I think a lot of anything else is just living my best life and teaching my son how to live his best life mm-hmm. and enjoying the life that I was given even if I don't like the circumstances surrounding yeah, you know, the I system think, that I live within. I think a lot of us had we'll talk. Let's go back to last night with Trump's, you know, he called it the uh, historical, the most historic day that we're going to have or something along those lines. What did he say? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be historical. It's going to be huge. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. And I think a lot of people kind of, just from We're massively ex- disappointed. Well, just from experience, I think they anticipated that it would be a nothing burger, and uh, yeah. either he announced presidency, which we already expected him to do, or you know we already knew this. Everybody's been saying Trump twenty twenty four since the election had been stolen already. Um, so that was a given, right? I mean, pretty much, or Speaker of the House, or a new a new party, the Patriot Party, or some other party being announced was also being floated around. But of course, as you all know, Trump announced that he'd run for president in 2024. And that's a pretty much it in a nutshell. And I think a lot of people were um, disappointed. And um, I do want to pull this up, if I can, real quick. I, I forgot yeah. to put it in our notes. But, you know, Bioclandestine over on Telegram kind of put it really, um, he said it well. Um, he said, um, uh-oh, oh, shit, where is it, man? Let's see here. Should be on your phone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's on my phone. Um, <clears throat> sorry, guys. Oh, jeez. I was looking at my phone stats, and it's like, you get, <clears throat> like, 300 text messages a day, or 400. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> Did you want me to read it? I've got it right here. Yeah, if you could. Uh, that'd be great. All right. It says, many are mistaking my criticism as being black-pilled or complaining. To be clear, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just telling you all how I see it. And optically... This is an unmitigated disaster. We all expected Trump to run in 2024. We knew that was happening. That was the bare minimum expectation. But for Trump to hype this up as a historic day for our country, after we just watched two elections get stolen from us, it's beyond tone deaf. I love Trump, but the criticism is warranted. And I agree with that statement, you know. We all knew, I mean, last week and the week before they were coming out and they were hyping this up. Big announcement by Trump at Mar-a-Lago. You know, people were coming out and saying, you know, insider information says Trump is going to announce his uh, run for presidency in 2024. And so we all knew that that's exactly what that announcement was. 
I think that Trump did what Trump does. And the truth of the matter is that Trump is a showman. Hmm. He's a celebrity. He's always been like that. Look at what he's done with his life. And, um, you know, he was on, he's been on TV. He's a, he's a showman. That's what he is. He's a showman and a celebrity. And so what do they do? They hype things up. He's got to get people excited for this. Right. Um, I think the truth of the matter is, is that there's nothing really that Trump said that should have led any of us to believe that it it was different than what it was. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't have my hopes up. I sure as heck hoped that, you know, I knew he was going to announce his presidency, but I really hoped that he was going to start calling some of these people out. And encourage people to stand up and do the right thing. And he didn't. But I can't sit there and say that there was anything that should have led me to believe he was going to do that. Mm, Right. And I really don't think he misled any of us. Mm. Um, Maybe for him, this is a historic day in history. Think about it. I mean, he has the opportunity to definitely change history. And by the time two years rolls around and that election comes, who knows what's going to happen between now and then everybody might be like, holy crap, Trump, you're absolutely right. We're changing history. Get you in here. And he gets in. I think it's unlikely because of what we see with our rigged elections, but a lot of stuff can unfold between now and then, and maybe he has his grand plan and it's all going to work out. But you know what? I just feel like I've been beaten around, just battered and it's just hard to keep on going and going and going, but we're going to watch because there's a lot of potential for a lot of things to happen. Um, But you know, it's, it's, you know, the elections things, the elections get me. We have a lot of work to do. And if yeah. we don't fix our elections, there's nothing's going to happen with Trump. It. And it's just going to be another wasted two years because well, he won't get in. Exactly. And, you know, here's the bottom line is that it's up to the states to fix their election laws and to fix their own elections. You know, it's up to each individual state. And I will say this. There was one thing that that he discussed last night. That really made me angry when it came, comes to elections. And this is the one thing, and it shouldn't, but it does. And I'm going to explain why. He said that once, once he gets elected into office, he's going to fix our elections. And he's going to, you know, he had this list of things that he was going to demand happen. You know, in-person voting, paper ballots only, yeah. and ID. So here's the problem I have with that. He doesn't have the authority to do that, nor should he. Even if I agree with him, which I do, I think that we should have all those things. If he had the authority to do those things, guess what? So would the Democrats. They want to federalize our elections. We can't let that happen. That needs to stay with the states. He would have done it already. Yeah, exactly. If he had the authority. And so I don't know why he said that last night. And it really irked me. Um, Because he doesn't have the authority to do that. He cannot there, you know, that's federalizing our elections. You're taking sovereignty away from the states, which is where it belongs. It's up to the states to fix this. That's the bottom line, even though, yes, what happens in Arizona affects me here in Montana. You know, I as a Montanan, I have no right to tell Arizonans how to run their elections. And the federal government shouldn't have that power either. And I hope it never does. Even if Trump gets elected into office, I hope 
that he never tries to federalize our now we do have you know bare bones minimum election federal election laws but <clears throat> really the bottom line is it needs to be up to the states yeah, I, never, I didn't think about that. That's a really great point. Um, one thing that got me was when he said, when he mentioned uh, the bombing. Um, where was that bomb that hit Poland? yesterday? Poland. Poland. Two people yeah. died in Poland from a missile yesterday, a missile attack. And he, he mentioned it and he said, you know... Um, a miss something about a missile sent probably from russia and i'm just thinking we don't know that it's russia yet and we i've been watching the news on this and i'm gonna kind of jump forward a little bit um poland's president says it's very likely the missile blast was from a the ukrainian air defense calling it an unfortunate accident meanwhile the nato chief stoltenberg blames russia for Poland missile strike. So they, so they asked Joe Biden about it yesterday, and Joe Biden said that he wouldn't talk on it yet because they don't know. He has, though. So there was a lot of news, and I thought that Josh covered this last night, so I didn't put a lot of it into it. It was the, kind of breaking as we were live, too, more and more. Right. So Joe Biden and NATO have both come out and claimed that it's Ukrainian. Now, there are Americans who are saying, well, ultimately, it's still Russia's fault because what happened was or what what I believe the scenario was, is that Ukraine was trying to um, blow a. So there was a Russian missile that was fired at Ukraine and Ukraine fired a missile at the Russian missile to divert it. And it went off course and, and landed in Poland and caused the explosion is what they're saying happened. Um, but they are, they, last night they came out. So last night and this morning, everybody, Biden said, yeah, it's most likely Ukrainian. Um, Poland said, yes, it looks like it's Ukrainian. NATO came out and said, most likely this is Ukrainian. And it was an accident because they were trying to shoot a Russian missile out of the sky. And the only one who's still maintaining that it was Russia is Ukraine. And they're the ones that are demanding that NATO do something about this because he's like, this, he's like, I want, I want to go see Poland and I want a separate investigation into this. And I still think it was Russia. Um, Who knows what's going on, man. It's just yeah. really, but it does look like world war three has been diverted for now, for now. Um, because they are actually saying, yes, it was Ukrainian. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't take much more than that for it to kick off because they were exactly. really starting to kick into gear. They're like, all right, let's jump right into, what do they call it, Article 4, and then what's after Article 4? Article 5. Article 5. And that is everybody goes to war. So yeah. they were already exploring Article 4 after that. Yeah, they were. And they've, I guess, put that on hold because of their conclusions and stuff like that. So, so this is how close we are, yeah. you guys, which yeah. is why part of my thinking of we need to turn tune out the noise and work on ourselves is there. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, all right, I need to, what do I need to do this week? I want to buy some candles, buy some more candles, buy some more food, you know, prepare myself for water filtration a little more, just keep improving my shit hit the fan plan. Um, because it's a possibility out there that I don't want to be 
screwed over by. Um, and I don't think any of you should either, even though nothing might happen, everything might be fine and dandy and things might continue just to chug along and be okay. But in the event that the supply chain really breaks down or a war breaks out and things can't make it to your local community, having these little things like water filtration, basic medications, even, uh, whatever. I mean, a lot of things go, little things go a long way. Sewing kits, first aid kits. Mm-hmm. life straw just get a life straw if you're on a budget yeah. it's a few bucks i'm sure you know everybody has a few bucks they could manage through a few weeks um so that's kind of where i my head's at and i'm thinking about my health working out keeping my heart strong because guess what we see the rise of people getting sick like never before and we're not even in the peak flu season okay and they're already talking about another pandemic and all this. Oh, my gosh. The health stuff can't be strained, strained enough. Sorry for kind of jumping into world news and then back into health. But, man, what do you say? We're kind of all over the place today. <laughs> we are. Okay. Well, you know, we have a lot to say because this is big. And I think a lot of people are all over the place. A lot of people are really um, hurt by the results of what happened just because our expectations were so high. Maybe by our yeah. own faults. Because, like you said, that didn't come from Trump. I think it came from us and our hopes yeah absolutely and not just us but everybody it came from everybody who's like looking at this and going we need something now big Mm -hmm. otherwise you know this is gonna get dragged out and it looks like you know it's getting dragged out but the truth's coming out there's a little bit of more light than i would say from a couple years ago oh absolutely there is and you know we've got i don't know if you're ready to jump ahead or whatever you want um But, you know, in world news, we've got um, a ton of stuff here. And I'm not going to go into big details on this or, you know, spend a lot of time reading the articles. But um, I found a lot of stuff that was really interesting this morning. Yeah. Breaking. Berlin to redo their fraudulent elections following long lines, no ballots, voter suppression. Berlin High Court throws out results. Wow. And so... You've got um, people in Berlin that were Germany, right? Yeah, in Germany. So, so elections in the German capital of Berlin were so fraudulent they will have to be repeated. The Berlin State Supreme Court ruled today. Wow. YouTube is, of course, threatened to censor any election claims. Um, the elections to the Berlin House of Representatives and the district assemblies are declared invalid in the entire electoral era. The president of the Berlin Constitutional Court, Lugera Selting, 58, ruled today. The reason are the massive irregularities irregularities in the 2021 election. New elections will be held in the spring of 23. So, um, you know, things are happening in Berlin. And then right next to that, you've got another article, How It's Done. Over 3 million Brazilians protest election fraud. Bolsonaro to annul the steal. So this is how it's done. Over 3 million Brazilians filled the streets on Republic Day yesterday, November 15th, to protest the stolen elections. The party of of President Jair Bolsonaro presented its report and announced it will apply to have the election annulled since the results could not be validated. Since the massive fraud during the runoff election on October 30th in Brazil, millions of Brazilians have been protesting on the streets every day against electoral fraud by communist convicted criminal Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva. You know, and then that looks like after a, that, that looks like a Brazilian Brazilians. Right. 
And then the next one, and this is all from today, stopping the steal. 500,000 Mexicans protest eliminating voter ID and election safeguards. Up to 5,000 Mexicans were out on the streets Sunday in 15 cities to protest far-left President Lopez Obrador's plan to eliminate the National Electoral Institute and state-based electoral authorities and possibly such safeguards as voter ID. Protests were held in Mexico City, Monterey, Guadalajara, Morelia, Cuerentano, Culiacan, and Cancun. So you've got people all over the world that are saying enough we're done and the results of not doing this kind of kind of roll into this next story which i found afghan supreme leader to fully enforce sharia law including public executions stonings floggings and amputations yikes afghan supreme leader has ordered the country's judges to fully enforce islamic law under sharia law certain types of crimes such as adultery alcohol consumption theft kidnapping robbery apostasy and rebellion have punishments that are mandated punishments that include public execution stoning and flogging and amputation and i mean some of this stuff is really terrible women are not allowed to go to school um they are secondary school they are not allowed to work out in a female only gym they're being they're not allowed to work they're basically prisoners in their own country and this of course didn't happen it was suspected that you know in afghanistan that this was a coup and that everything was stolen and this is the result of that when people and of course there are people that are standing up over there and the price of standing up is execution if you protest in afghanistan you can be executed in fact i believe that they've had their first execution already and it was a female that was executed so allowing this to continue and not standing up for our rights and not standing up for the things that we believe in lead to stuff like this yeah it gets harder and harder but those stories i found this morning um regarding brazil and germany and mexico yeah were absolutely gave me hope because this isn't just a problem in the united states it's a problem that's worldwide it's a problem in europe it's a problem in south america central america north america it's everywhere yeah i think we're finding out that probably every country's elections most of them are rigged mm -hmm. for the globalists right and And guess what what we're looking at here standing up and saying enough works but i will say this the people in brazil know what it's like to live under a tyrannical regime got out from underneath of it and don't want to go back the people in germany are seeing firsthand what it's like living under tyranny and they're done you know um there's been Germany's really suffered a lot in the last couple of years with their lockdowns and now their energy infrastructure being attacked and yeah, their green push, their green push and stuff, you know, and Mexico has also lived under tyranny and they're done. 
they don't they don't want things to get worse than you know they've lived under tyrannical regimes that have been corrupted and influenced by the cartels they don't want that anymore and i think after this winter it's just going to ignite that fire even more with the shortages of fuel food Mm -hmm. and everything else it's going to be a rough winter for a lot of people yeah and and maybe donald trump is right maybe these next few years are going to be absolutely miserable and maybe that's what people need to go through not that it's fun or pleasant or that i agree with that you know obviously we shouldn't have to but maybe we do need to yeah it's really interesting i think it would open up the rest of the people's eyes as dark as that is um you know, the, there's a phrase, things have to get worse before they get better. And it's yeah. unfortunate that for people who have some kind of foresight like us and the people listening and can see the writing on the walls of what's coming, a lot of people still can't. And uh, maybe things do have to get worse before they get better, unfortunately. And it looks like regardless of whether they have to or not, that's kind of the path we're on if you look at things. Yeah. We have two years ahead of us. Yeah, Until absolutely. Until anything might happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I'm just. I'm sorry if this is doom and gloom, but this is honestly how I, just I feel. If I'd love to hear your guys' opinions um, over in the uh, rumble, rumble comments, or anywhere the live chat's fine too, um, or on the social red pill www.socialredpill.com, because there's a lot of different opinions out there, and they're all valid. Mm-hmm. I like to hear them and your justifications and your. I don't look at it as doom and gloom, though. Honestly, truth. It's really. It's I, really I look truth. at it as an opportunity for growth. Mm. You know, um, people that always see this stuff as doom and gloom, you know, um, it, it just goes to show your perception on something. Reality and is reality's dual, dualistic and it, it half absolutely of it is doom is. and gloom just by nature. So, yep. But I think we can take the, the bad parts and learn from them and use them to improve. You know, it, it's like when my kid gets in trouble for something, I'm like, you know, he's crying and he's upset and i'm like instead of crying about it learn from it don't repeat your mistake twice you know use this as a learning opportunity look at it as a positive that says you know what yeah i got in trouble for this but i can learn from it and i'm not going to repeat the same mistake and i'm going to be better for it yeah you know yeah and i think that's what we need to do with this situation is kind of the same thing is stop crying in your milk honestly you know do what you need to do buckle down learn from we need to learn from our mistakes and we need to make sure that this never happens again we need to make sure that our children and our grandchildren are and the future generations ahead of us don't have to suffer through what we're going through right now and that they can learn from our lessons yeah which is why focus on a focus on ourselves, our families, and our communities is probably the best path forward. Continuing yeah. to spread truth, living the best life you can, living by example, and spreading mm-hmm. that like wildfire, figuratively. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think that's the best path forward, and there's a lot of things we could do in between. But yeah. that's my goal. I hope yeah. I don't, I'd like to hear what you guys have to think. But I mean, what other yeah. options do we really have that can be an, have an immediate impact? I think that's pretty much, that's all that comes to mind for me. The biggest impact that we can make is to our own lives. You know, I by myself am not going to change anything in the federal government. Vince by himself isn't, you know, even Vince and I together, 
aren't going to, it, it would take collectively millions of us. And this is a huge country. Um, it would take millions of us getting, and there's no reason why we can't do that. But our individually, there are things that we can do to impact our situations. And um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing that. And letting yourself live frozen in fear is not going to accomplish anything. Yeah, or you know, becoming you have depressed. To stop being you know, if anybody yeah. out there is depressed, it's it's time to buckle up, get up, you know, wipe your eyes, let's go. It's time to keep on pushing, you know. Can't give up. This is America. We're amazing people, yeah. the humankind. We're all amazing. We're going to keep pushing forward, you know. We don't just stop. That's not what we do. So I hope uh, you guys could manage to get some of that get a little bit of uh, inspiration somewhere or encouragement and keep going forward because this isn't the end of the world. This isn't, you know, everything. There's a lot more to life than just politics and this kind of thing. Yeah. So we got to keep on pushing. There's a lot of work to do ahead of there us. There is. Yep. Absolutely. And I don't think all, uh, it's not all lost. I think that things can turn out good, but <laughs> look at where we are. Oh my gosh. It's a mess. It's a mess. Where we're at is a mess. <laughs> I will be the first to admit that, you know, and we have a lot to lose yeah. with where we're at. Um, and it, you know what? I will, I'll say this. If we do lose it, it's, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. We can sit there and we can blame the globalists all we want, but there's more of us than there are them. If we lose this, it's because we let it happen. Yeah. We couldn't do what we needed to do to overcome what they're doing. It doesn't matter how much money they have. It doesn't matter how much power we have. There's more of us. They can say, you need to do this. All we have to do, if we can unite together and collectively stand up and say, no, they can't stop us. They might be able to stop a few of us, but they sure as heck can't stop all of us. Yeah. You know, right. it, it's like for an example, it, if everybody were to collectively stop paying taxes, Let's say there was a tax strike throughout the whole entire U.S. And everybody, it doesn't matter. You can hire 87,000 new IRS agents all you want. <laughs> You're not going to do anything about the millions of people here in the United States that aren't paying taxes. And guess what? They're going to say, okay, okay, what do you want? What do you want? So Yeah, fast. exactly. What do you want? But are people brave enough to do something like that? Are people brave enough? And I'm not saying that that's the solution. I'm just using it as an example. But are people brave enough to stand up and say, no, mm -hmm. because that's all we have to do. That's how we get our world back. It's always been that simple. Yeah, I think people forget we're in charge of our federal government. All right. If we all did that, honestly, if everybody collectively came together and had the same thing in mind, like I'm talking everybody as in a vast majority of people, if we all collectively came together and said, we want our government to be like this or like that, that's our right. We could do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not illegal. It's not unconstitutional and or anything like that. Despite what anybody wants you to believe we're in full control of this. And that's mm -hmm. the fact of the matter. And yeah. I think people forget, but this is yeah. truth. Yeah. They we could do whatever the hell because we they want. look at these people we could as our leaders. We could do whatever the hell we want. And that, that's mm -hmm. how we should live our lives too. Within within the law and within, you know, not being violent and things like that. We could do whatever the hell we want. Yep. And I, I have agree. I love that. <laughs> Me too. It's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a hard concept to understand, 
but um you know people and i think people will get there mm-hmm. you know i think it's going to be a slow road but i, think it is too, I, I don't think this i is have a, faith i have, I have faith too. in humanity Yeah. But, uh, yeah so did you hear that they now have a new uh monkey pox detection test out there and there's an emergency use authorization for it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I thought that went away. Nope. Good God. We, uh, I found a little article this morning. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration has approved a test by Swiss pharmaceutical giant Roche that can detect monkeypox, the company said on Wednesday. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration gave the green light for the emergency use authorization. Um, which makes it possible to accelerate the sale of drugs or to tests for detection, of course. Uh, Roche, which was also fast in producing PCR tests for coronavirus, was among the first to develop tests to detect monkeypox. Oh, we get this. The test will help individuals avoid unnecessary additional testing or isolation and will ensure people have access to appropriate treatments as soon as possible. Um, it also, they have... Um, also set it up to where it can detect any possible mutations of the monkeypox virus as well. What a scam. Dude, pharmaceutical scams are running rampant. This is one of the ways that they get a lot of money quickly. Sad. Yep. They're yep. scamming people. Gross. Yeah, it was absolutely disgusting. And they're going to push the fear porn with the health stuff. Um, absolutely. But... And then there was uh, more fake news. This was absolutely disgusting. And why they're allowed to do this is beyond me. What's this? NBC News actually suggested to parents that they keep their kids away from unvaccinated individuals for protection. Yeah, they've been doing this. And it's really, really gross. And and it's been extremely bad in really liberal areas that pay attention to the fake news or places like Canada or like my state where... Yeah. People actually believe this nonsense and yep. it tears communities apart and alienates each other. It's terrible. Yeah. And it's I think based there's on a nothing. It's based on it is. science bullshit. Well, it's first off, it's based on the flu, which we've had for you know, a long time. RSV, which is respiratory syncytial syncytial virus, and I know I'm saying that wrong. I'm sorry. And then COVID. So it's really a cold, the flu, and a respiratory virus, right? And they're making this sound like... Which are all highly debated, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And what the hell they actually are. It's just... Right. Yeah, it's all all fear porn. Um, They're saying that hospitals are overrun with children who have the... It's like, really? They're getting... Come on. Or they're getting something. They are. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot of... And I don't want to downplay this in any way, shape, or form. But I'm I'm going to throw out there that a lot of these hospitals that are overrun with these patients, most of them are probably vaccinated and have an immune deficiency of some sort. And they're understaffed already. Yeah, and hospitals are understaffed because they let people go for not. And so when when they say that, you know, you have to really think about what the real situation is and is this really as dire as they make it sound? And I don't think it is. 
They do have a video. I don't know if you want to play it or not the NBC, in there. The Gateway but, um, yeah, Gateway Pundit says more fake news trash. <laughs> and it's all the way at the bottom. Yeah, let's play it. Uh, is it this one? Yeah. Yep. Correspondent Dr. John Torres joins us now. You know, Dr. John, a lot of parents are so concerned about this. If it's not one, it's the other they're worried about. So, frankly, why does RSV specifically hit some kids so hard? And then it seems like it almost doesn't affect others. You know, the vast majority of kids, by the time they reach the age of two, have been infected by RSV. But like you mentioned, not that many actually get complications from it, and even less have issues with bronchiolitis or getting hospitalized. The honest answer is we don't exactly know why that is happening, but we do know there are a couple factors involved. Number one, the younger they are, if they were premature, they're going to have some lung issues as well. And it's a small airway disease, so if they have small airway problems, that can cause an issue. If they're smoking in the house, so if they're exposed to secondhand smoke, if mom smoked while they were pregnant, mm. that could also lead to more complications and more risk of having issues. Mm. But overall, the answer is we don't know, which means that all babies need to be protected. We didn't know that, that a lot of... <laughs> we don't know, so let's just put this experimental vaccine into everybody. <laughs> Because at least we get paid that way. These people are Yeah, sick. exactly. And, we you know, know, let me... Vaccinate everybody. What? You don't know what those vaccines do either. Hello? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I can tell you this. And, and I, I'm not a proponent for smoking. Um, even... So I I don't know if most people know this. Tom and I actually have both quit smoking. Um, and we've never smoked in our house. Ever. As a smoker... That was just one thing we didn't do. We didn't smoke around our kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my son, of course, who's adopted, his birth mother smoked while she was pregnant with him. I had no control over that because I give birth to him. So I can't make somebody do something. As much as that woman smoked while she was pregnant with my son, he's fine. Wow. He's never had, even when he was little, um, really never had any problems. He's always had healthy, strong lungs. He's always been pretty healthy. He doesn't get sick a lot. And um, so they say this stuff, but I don't know that there's really any science, scientific proof. Yes, I would agree that smoking while you're pregnant is terrible. You should not do it. It's not worth the risk. No, same thing with drinking or anything that. Would yeah, exactly. So I, I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, know sit here and saying, say, though. I think, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things in medicine that we need to question now. Absolutely. Like this, like things that might seem like common sense logic, and maybe there probably is something to it. It probably does something. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know. And we let these things really get to us. And we latch onto these ideas that we believe or they're presented as concrete. They, and Right. They make it sound as if if. They make it sound like parents smoking in their house and women smoking while they're pregnant is a, a way bigger issue than what it really is. First off, it's a kind of a red herring. It's like it, it people is are because inside, but don't look at what we want to give you as a remedy. I can tell you that I, jab. Right. Out of all of the people that I know, I know one person who smokes in their house. Okay. And out of all the people that I know, yeah. I know one person who smoked while they were pregnant. That's it. So so if we jab everybody with this, 
then we're allowed to smoke inside again? Or can we smoke inside bars again? Can we smoke in restaurants and all this? Because we're all going to be immune, right? They gave, they're going to have the vaccine. Yeah. No. And so they say this stuff, it's like speaking out both ends. It's like, you know, people who, people who smoke, unless they make the choice, like Tom and I did to stop smoking, they're not going to stop smoking. People have to make that. Let me tell you what, like any addict, it is hard as hell. It is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. And it's the second time that I've done it. The first time I did it, uh, I was triggered into restarting up and it took me 15, 20 years to stop after that. Um, And, but I worked really hard at it Mm, and I'm thankful I did. I have, yeah, you have to want it. You can't, you know, and Tom quit smoking before I did. He just, and one day he was like, why am I doing this? It's stupid. I wasn't there yet. And, you know, other people that smoke, maybe they never quit smoking. Maybe they quit and then they start again. You know, it has to be an individual choice. But to spout stuff off like this makes me really angry because they make it sound like most of these children who are in the hospital have parents who are smokers or mothers who smoked during their pregnancy. And that's just simply not the case. Like, I think that that's such a small percentage of people that, you know, and look, I'll go one step further. I grew up in a household where my dad smoked Mm -hmm. in the house. So I grew up with a smoker that was smoked inside. I really wasn't sick all that often as a kid. I just wasn't. You didn't have RSV every year? No, but I think a lot of it has to do with diet and exercise and a lot of this stuff. I had a very healthy diet growing up as a kid. I got lots of fresh air. I was outside a lot. I played a lot. So I was, you know, I was a healthy, normal kid. So I really think that this is the exception and not the norm, like they make it sound. That's my opinion. Natural, naturally, Nikki said there are even moms tripping about third-hand smoke, as mm-hmm. in the smell after smoking being the main cause of SIDS. That's that's, sudden, I think that's a bunch of crap. Sudden infant death syndrome from just like a little bit of tar on someone's fingers or on their clothing being smelled. That's I think that's... stuff right there. That seems like this is some deep craziness. Yep. Yeah, it really is. And you want to, if you want to know my opinion, and this is my opinion as a non-healthcare professional. Yeah. I think SIDS comes from the same thing that sudden adult death syndrome comes from. And that's vaccines. I think there, I think that's probably true. I, I think that most SIDS related deaths are vaccine injuries. Very well could be. I think a lot of illnesses are from our pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. imagine a world with only natural medicine of, of plants and just very basic remedies if we didn't have any of these other drugs i wonder how healthy and robust humans would be right what a lot more than we are currently i think yeah that's just yeah. a hypothesis but who knows that's just I think yeah. there's something to it, though. Well, well, you know, and I look at it and I look at my kid and my kid is not really sick as much as a lot of these other kids. And of course, a lot of that has to do with the fact that 
you know, um, he is homeschooled, so he's not around um, kids all the time and yeah. all day long like a lot of other kids. But um, the one thing that I look at, too, and I have to wonder is the choices that I made for him when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, other than formula, because I obviously didn't breastfeed, mm-hmm. um, was when he started eating whole foods, I made all of his baby food. Nice. I did not once buy one jar of canned baby food. Not once. Damn. I literally made everything. And you know what I've noticed? Mm. One is my kid will eat anything and everything you put in front of him. I have never had. In fact, he likes vegetables that I can't stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the kid harasses me about not liking peas. I mean, he likes every. I've, I've we've given him. Brussels sprouts, we've given him peas, we've given carrots. I mean, he doesn't complain about anything. He eats real food. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids that I see don't. He had that nutrition from real food that comes from fresh foods. We would go to the, I remember we would go to the store and we'd buy five pounds worth of bananas in a week. And we would get really funny looks from the people behind the cashier. They're like, you're really going to eat all these bananas? I'm like, I'm not going to, but he will. (laughs) And so, um, you know, there was, he was getting his nutrition from his food, which is what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And um, so I don't know. I think that that plays a big factor into it. It doesn't have all the extra processed sugars in it. And the garbage that we know that they put in our food, they're designed to kill us, give us diabetes. Yeah, it's like a vicious you know, circle. Cause childhood obesity. We know all these chemicals and things in our food make us sick, but then they just offer you the solution at the same time. And then, like, yeah. it's our health and our food is mixed in with our drugs. Get the hell out of here. This should not be right. It's yeah. it's a big scam. So here, eat this. We'll make you sick, and then take this jab to make you better. And don't change anything that's making you sick because we mm-hmm. want to sell you the jab next year too, or next month. It's a big yeah. scam. It's not a healthcare system. Probably one of the biggest issues in the world today, especially when you have it these globalists is. like the uh, the WHO and Tedros, who are literally, arguably, allegedly terrorists. Mm-hmm. I think Ugh. they are. I think they are too. And there's some supportive evidence. They rule by fear. That's the whole definition of yeah. terrorist right there. Absolutely. You know, they're terrorized. And and stuff like this, the mainstream media perpetrates it. It's really sick, man. Yeah. yeah and I don't get it. The bribing stuff. Are people this weak, really? Oh, I'll give you I 5, think they 000. are. I'll give you $5,000. All you have to do is lie your ass off and brush it off. Fuck you. Get out of here. Right. Or even more money. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, I think we should. Do you have anything you want to finish on, and then we'll wrap it up? Um, I don't think so. I pretty much. I mean, we went over pretty much everything that that I had. Yeah, um, there's a lot of news. Of course, Lindsey Graham, the Rhino, came out and oh. was like, "Oh, he's all for Trump now. Get the hell out of here." You know. I don't believe anything I see anymore. I am sick of the nonsense psychological warfare. That's kind of why 
I think we need mm -hmm. to sit back, tune out the noise, and just watch. I'm not going to worry so much about the day-to-day -day baloney details. We'll talk about them, but I'm not going to make any yeah. rash decisions. I'm not going to have an emotional response until the end result is actually seen because you get people like Lindsey Graham, who's just a damn liar out there. You can't trust anything you see. Oh, yeah, more longer. Yeah, get the hell out of here, man. Um, yeah. So we see all these people coming out on Trump. I think they're trying to divide republicans there's a lot they of time are. until the election so yep. you know what do whatever you want there's so much time people are going to forget this in a month anyway and as things happen it's going to be a different landscape as time goes by so i'm not even worried um continue living my life whatever uh the people of arizona need to do something about their elections and that goes for yeah, every absolutely. state i think that's a perfect place to start though um, Even though I did read this morning, there was an article that I read this morning about Arizona that says that um, politicians and the general public yeah. cannot demand recounts. Apparently, there is a law in Arizona that says that what triggers a recount is a percentage points between um, candidates. I thought they had a path forward okay i don't Interesting. know we'll have to keep so we'll, we'll see what happens with their um i think that they still need to demand their legislatures do something Absolutely. um you know my guess is i i from what i read anything that's less than a one percentage point difference between candidates that triggers a, right. a recount that sounds right but an um, audit what about an audit or something yeah, I absolutely think that they need to do this. And I think that, you know, they need to be canvassing and they, they need could, to be getting affidavits and they need to be presenting the evidence to the people showing the voter fraud. Yeah. Uh, and demanding yeah. that something be done about it. Absolutely. Things can be done about it. Things can be done, whether it's a recount or something else. Um, yeah. And same thing in Pennsylvania. You guys got to do something. And if you're in Pennsylvania... You got to because now they're they're suggesting in Pennsylvania that they allow ballot harvesting up to 100 ballots at a time hmm. and count the stolen ballots from nursing homes and so um wow you might want to do something about that before you never have another free and fair election again uh yeah in Pennsylvania I mean we might have we might already be in that boat mm -hmm. but we'll see there's a lot of work to do. They're going to start pushing the climate change agenda even harder than they were the last two years. We still see these crazy people vandalizing paintings and stuff. I know. Their painting so had just been vandalized. Um, yeah. The globalists are trying to push their control, and I think that's part of the big plan. They're trying to go in deep. Hopefully they're stopped mm -hmm. because they're not in charge of the world. We are. The people yeah. are. They could do whatever crazy thing they want if they could get enough people behind them, but no. We don't want to be slaves, do we? Uh a lot of stuff going on, you guys. We'll touch base again tonight. Tune in tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific for the Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. I do believe he'll be doing the show tonight. And uh, we'll see you then. That is 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune into the Daily Dose everywhere you're watching this now, including Facebook and other places. So we look forward to seeing you then. Everybody be safe. Let us know your opinions over there in the comments or on the Social Red Pill, our free social network at www.socialredpill.com. We'd love to hear from you. Andrea, thanks for joining me. I'm glad we had this conversation. It's always a pleasure to go over these things with you and figure out what the hell's going on and just 
make sure it's kind of like a little uh, sanity check for me. Like, am I, yeah. am I good? And okay. uh, I appreciate <laughs> you for that. <laughs> and I appreciate you too. You know, we we should be keeping each other grounded, right? And all of us are responsible for that. We need so. it, man, because shit gets rough yeah. and we get emotional and man, we need each other. So, you know, sure. be there for your fellow humans who are trying to figure stuff out, everybody. Definitely. And uh, we appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow. Same bat place, same bat time. Take care. God bless. God speed. Bye, guys. Thank <laughs> you.